What's up, Epic Gamers? We're back. We took a week off. It's Chris's fault, but we're back with a lot of video game talk. Yeah, we did talk a lot about video games. I didn't think, uh, I didn't think that was going to be the whole thing, but we did. We made it happen, Epic Gamers. So sit back, relax, and let our smooth voices take you to video game pound town. Boy, that was, that was definitely an intro you just did. Fuck yeah, here we go. Hayden, I I have had an absolute tragedy of a week. Oh. Uh, entirely unrelated to us not recording an episode last week because I flat just forgot we had a podcast to do. Yeah, Chris thought he could just go celebrate his birthday with his family, you know, like a like a real person or something. Yeah, you you kid, but that's that's barely what it was. Oh, is that like not what you were actually doing well i mean in a in a sense yes but it wasn't a birthday party well i knew it wasn't a birthday party but you're hanging out with your family yeah um didn't intend for it to go that long i just i just for, fucking forgot we've been doing a podcast for almost a year <laughs> <laughs> um but man i had my car towed my air fryer broke uh I I had two uncles die from COVID this week, which is also cool. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and uh, I woke up this morning, and I've started playing with a new D&D group, and uh, we were going to start at 2 o'clock today, so I had, like, a list of stuff I wanted to get done before I went to that because I plan on playing Deltarune tonight, and I want to get that done in one sitting as much as possible. So I had a bunch of chores and errands I wanted to get done. All that got thrown out the window immediately. Oh, no. Because I made my coffee, and I went to get my clothes out of the dryer that I had set to go overnight. And when I opened the dryer, the very first thing that fell out of the dryer was my earbuds. Oof. Oh, no. So I had to buy, I had to buy new earbuds today, too. Damn, dude. I, wait, so the air fryer broke? That's why you bought a new one? I thought you were just like, fuck it, I'm getting a new air fryer. Well, it was breaking, and I think it was acting in such a way that I was afraid it was starting to be a fire hazard. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you bought a new one. Like, it was working, but it was a little jank. So I thought it, it's time. The new one's nice, though. It's really nice. Haven't used it. Huh. No one has, but it looks <laughs> yeah. really nice. Uh, the, the basket was in the dishwasher last night. So when we get done recording this, I'm going to throw a couple inaugural chicken patties in there. and We'll see how it goes. Fuck yeah, dude. I bet it comes out the same as your old one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just hopefully a little cleaner yeah uh so that's been my week what's up with you um i lost a lot of money this weekend betting on football um hell yeah i could make most of it back if the packers beat win by a touchdown tonight the irony of that is that if they do that and they win by more than that i will probably lose in fantasy, so I've already come to terms that I'll take the loss in fantasy to recoup some of my losses because it was not <laughs> it was not a good betting week. Uh, and strangely enough, I was talking to someone at work today who also said, "Wow, this weekend was rough," and I was like, "Right, goddamn." But uh, you know, don't gamble, kids, because um, you just kind of lose money. <laughs> I'm just waiting for things. I'm waiting for a hot streak. 
but I'm still waiting. So fuck me, you know. Yeah, I uh, speaking of gambling, I <laughs> I started catching up on Kaiji last night. And, I noticed uh, when sure. you posted something in the Discord, I was like, <laughs> "You son of a bitch." They're still in the van. They're still <laughs> not done with the fucking vans. This is a manga about gambling and high stakes life or death games. And they've been in this weird fucking van arc for like three years. Well, you know what you should and read? They just moved to a different van. You'll never get away from the van, Chris. But you know what you should read instead? <laughs> what? Komi-san. Because it'll just make you feel happy. They finally <laughs> went. I finally caught up on that, although I was only like four chapters behind. They finally went on a date. Oh my god. We've been waiting forever and they finally went on a date. It was so cute. You and your slice of life. But you know what comes. happened first? It was a great bamboozle. They started the the chapter was called Date. And halfway through, Komi-san's dad's like, "Bitch, you aren't good enough for my daughter. I'm taking you on a date." And then it changed the title to Date with Dad. <laughs> <laughs> It was a great bamboozle and a very good chapter, but they well, did also finally have their date. And yes. I'll be very curious. I'm not going into the Netflix talk, but I'll be very curious to see how far in the story the mo- or the anime goes because I feel like I've already seen a character from – I don't know if it's necessarily their second year of high school or their next semester. I think it's – I can't remember. It's been so long. But that would be really weird if they, like, just speed run the first year slash semester because that was, like, a hundred fucking chapters. <laughs> and and then they add new characters in the second, uh, the second year slash semester. I don't remember. Uh, but, yeah, there's a side note. You're welcome. Well, having not read Komi-san and not knowing a whole lot about it, it strikes me as... Like, I mean, it's it's like a slice of life comedy, right? Yeah. So it's like, not super narratively intensive. Yeah, that's why there's like 300 chapters because uh, every it's so funny. Uh, there was a meme. This would have been like a year ago. I saw it. But it was like, oh, finally, finally catches up on Komi-san. And then it's like, well, wait, <laughs> wait, why, why are they not continuing the story? And then it's like people who've been caught up on Komi-san. Oh, welcome to the slice of life manga, baby. Because, like, <laughs> when you speed run it, some of those chapters are, like, eight pages. So you just, like, are done. And then once you catch up, it, you could go two months before he progresses the story at all. Like Yeah, so, I mean, it's not going to be, like, if they do cut a lot of Komi-san to speed up the pacing of the Netflix show, it's probably not going to be that weird. Yeah, but, I mean, even with, like, the 100 chapters of the first year or whatever, there's a lot of character development that happens in it but to that point of what i just said a lot of the chapters are really fucking short there at the first at the start of it and so yeah you could just bust through them but it'd still be i would have expected them to go through like the first year but they might just say fuck it and just fast track fast track it to get uh mambagi-san in it really i think that's how you say it get her in it real fast because then you have two queens and then you put both the queens in the anime Season one, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so while we were not recording episodes, uh, we had the, uh, the newest PlayStation state of play happen. And boy, was it kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
main highlights for me were the trailer for Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, which on paper I'm very excited about, but in practice we don't have a PS5. <laughs> Dude, we got two years. What are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't come out until 23. We're fine. Uh, also the announcement that Insomniac is working on a Wolverine game. Which is hype as fuck. Cause uh, if that's if that's the Insomniac evolution that they are Marvel game guys, yeah, I'm, fuck it, I'm here for it. I love Insomniac; they did an amazing job with Spider Man. I I think I told you this that I watched uh, the kind of funny reaction to the Wolverine trailer, and Greg Miller in it goes, "Insomniac doesn't miss." And I told you afterwards about this and was like, you know, I've thought the same thing about game studios in the past. And you know what happens nine times out of ten? They miss. <laughs> so um, although I do share Greg Miller's excitement and right now Insomniac doesn't miss. Um, and I have faith in them, but that they're in the until they miss, I have faith in them. But, you know, Bioware missed multiple times. CD Projekt Red's missed painfully um so it happens uh it happens to the best of them and let's just hope that they can keep their streak alive as long as possible yeah insomniac is a game dev with like an incredibly rich history and you want to have faith in that but (laughs) to your point it happens i mean other than like rockstar who i I mean, I don't know. Could you say, are all the Max Payne games considered amazing? Uh, I I uh, I don't know. Cause I feel like if they had a dud, it would have been a Max Payne game. But I've I've never heard someone be like, oh no, that was just bad. Like they just they might have just been okay. The same way, like I feel like Red Dead Redemption Two is hit or miss. Where like some people really like it, and other people are like, it is okay. Hmm, I don't know about that. You gotta pull it to the people that are saying it's okay. Alright, I, I... Yeah, no. I, I haven't played it myself. I've heard it's very good, but also, it's so fucking long that pe- a lot of people lose interest. That's fair. It, it is pretty not long. Not saying, like, the game's bad, but it's not, like, a banger. And, like, Insomniac, to that point, Insomniac's just been putting out bangers recently. Yeah. Um, but the big thing for me and most of the rest of the world was we finally got a trailer for the new God of War. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say that they were they announced that they're doing a remake of Knights of the Old Republic. No, I don't care. Just kidding. Yes, uh, the God of War news <laughs> is the best shit we saw. They've started showing uh, character designs, uh, releasing voice acting cast. The voice acting cast for that game is going to be fucking amazing. Fuck uh, yeah. Pro ZD's playing Ratatasker, and for those of you who don't know, Ratatasker is the Norse messenger god, and uh, he's a squirrel. <laughs> and it's fucking, it's gonna be fucking amazing. Uh, I I don't know as much about writing as I would like to, um, or as much as I pretend to, but there was one amazing little bit in the trailer that really spoke to me. Uh, and having not played any God of War prior to God of War twenty eighteen. Uh, I don't know exactly how this kind of thing played out in the original trilogy, but in the trailer, we see the Norse God of War tier, which I thought was kind of funny pacing wise that like in the trailer, they were kind of setting up that their big thing would be finding tier. And then they, they do find tier in the trailer. 
That'll be uh, like but, the end of the first act of three. Right. <laughs> uh, and I, I really liked that uh, they, they are playing with how the God of War is represented in Norse mythology and uh, this mythology. I don't want to say Greek because obviously Kratos isn't the God of War in traditional Greek mythology. Um, and I, I don't know exactly in what ways Ares was portrayed compared to Kratos, but I loved that Tyr still came off as intimidating, but in different ways to Kratos. Because, like, that's kind of a thing with a lot of the Norse gods we've seen in this game, is they're kind of just people with powers. Like, Baldur was just kind of a gross homeless guy, but he kind of wrecked Kratos at the start of the game, right? Freya was just a hippie. Yeah, and Tyr's kind of the same way, that he's really scrawny and pretty unassuming um. until he stands up and he's, like, three heads taller than Kratos. <laughs> he's, like, seven six. <laughs> and that's just really cool that they have a way to make him intimidating, but in a different way that doesn't neuter Kratos as, like, a character or as the player, you know? We also get Fat Thor. Like, that's Fat all, Thor! That's going to be awesome. I feel like the one person who's going to probably get the most stereotypical what you would think they would look like character design is going to be Odin. But that makes sense because like Zeus in God of War was the most stereotypical design you could think of for Zeus. And Odin's the daddy of the Norse mythology. So make him look like what you would think. Yeah, and with, with Thor, am I the only one that's getting, like, weird American West vibes from him? Eh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get that. <laughs> well, because in the trailer, part. there's there's the obvious where he throws his cape over and he's got the hammer on his hip. And he does, like, a gunslinger thing where he's, like, about to draw his hammer. But then his line where he's like, you seem like a calm and reasonable man. Are you a calm and reasonable man? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That feels like it's right out of a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Okay. And right. I don't know where that inspiration is coming from. Yeah, they're definitely playing with uh, they're playing with the uh, traditional idea, or like thought, or pick like how people think of these, the of the Norse gods. They're playing fast and loose with it, and just kind of playing with it a lot. And I'm I for one am completely here for it. After we had. Uh, after it, the Greek pantheon was done super stereotypically in the original trilogy. Yeah, and there there are a lot of questions about in what ways they're playing with it. Because, like, a lot of people are pointing out that one of the very important catalyzing events for Ragnarok is Tyr losing his hand to Fenrir. Um, and he still has his hand, as people are very quick to point out. Well, that happens um, when they're stopping Fenrir from right when when he when ragnarok starts they, they keep it from happening with that so that's but yeah yeah the force but I told it's you weird that. that like because of spoilers for the first game it's kind of weird that the world serpent exists it's kind of weird that the idea of fenrir exists because they're doing weird things with norse mythology but that's part of what I love about, I mean, the only thing I love about Mimir's character is he entirely exists for the sole purpose of educating the player on the things that are staples of Norse mythology. Bro, we because like, Norse mythology is on the rise, but it's not as popular as, like, Greek mythology. Hold on. I have to see if, uh, is Sylvanas a Norse god? 
Oh, no, he's Roman. Damn it. Okay. I was going to say, we might get Sylvanas. That'd be sweet. See, I only know Norse gods from Smite. Um, <laughs> right. But there's some dope ones. Like, we might get Scotty. That'd be, I think she's Norse. That'd be dope. Because she's just like a, a archer with a fucking wolf. That'd be litty. Like, I didn't <laughs> think that the main god that they'd put in the first one would really just be Balder, who, like, most people probably don't even know of, except for people who've played D&D. <laughs> right. But uh, it seems like they're going to bring in a lot of different gods and goddesses this time around and i well they have to because they've confirmed that this is no longer a trilogy it's just going to be this game and then it's over yeah so it's like the first game was a pilot episode and now they're blowing their load they're gonna do everything yeah that's why like this game it, it, we could be in uh last of us territory it could be like a 20 hour single player campaign and boy would that oh be i expected to be longer than that really I think the first God of War was longer than that. At least, I, I mean, I don't, my my perspective is probably skewed because I 100 percent in it. I think it was like a 20, 25-hour game, which is roughly what Last of Us 2 was. It took me 20 hours to beat Last of Us 2, and I sped run the fuck out of the second <laughs> half. Uh, but yeah, the God of War shit, it just looks good. Um, I did... See, did you see this shit on Reddit where someone was like, oh my god, they're using the same animation when he gets in the boat? No. That, like, from the trailer, some someone was like, cut cut the, the animation of him getting in a boat. And it was like, oh my god, it's the same. And then everyone else was like, yeah, because, like, why would you change the animation of how you get in a fucking boat? <laughs> yeah, That's what you're going to nitpick thing. on? <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's weird to note that at all, like to be happy about it or to 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 nitpick it as a negative. That's just such a weird fucking thing to to even pick out. I'm just like, how, what what did you want him to do this time? Just jump in the boat instead of pushing it? Like I don't know, dude. You're trying a little bit too hard there. <laughs> but so you didn't give a shit about the Kotor remake. Switching. I don't play RPGs, and I didn't play KOTOR, so I, I have no connection. I have no reason to care. Oh, bro, it looks like it's. A, I just saw like, like a I'm 10 happy second for you. trailer. I know it's good. I'm not. I'm not saying that like I, I don't care, but just like I I am completely ambivalent. It's very interesting because it has nothing. I don't think it has anything to do with EA. Did you see EA's statement when someone no. asked them about what they thought about the uh, the remake? No, it, it, it was something along the lines of uh, here at EA, you know, we love working with Disney and making Star Wars games and we have all these great Star Wars games enter all the names of the Star Wars games. And it was just like, oh, so you are not having any involvement with this and probably didn't even really know it was happening. <laughs> That's awesome. Because isn't there yeah, uh, uh, their license is about up? Yeah, they, they lost their exclusive contract to make Star Wars games. Fucking good. We got, like, one good one, and it was... Uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Battlefront 2 was a bad game, but, like, possibly it, EA's worst execution. It turned into a good game. The first year was awful. Yeah. And then they have fucking Galaxy So, yeah, Galaxy hopefully Heroes, we'll... Uh, but- We'll, we'll get some interesting stuff. Like, I mean, a KOTOR remake is something that people have been begging for for ages, but... Or just a I, new game. Not I didn't yeah, know we'd get no, a remake. I, 
I want even even more than a reboot of Battlefront or a remake of KOTOR. I just want interesting things done with the Star Wars IP. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I posted that trailer for Star Wars Hunters, baby. Like, I didn't even <laughs> yeah, know that dropped. That, that came out on your birthday. Who knows what that'll be? Yeah, I, I mean, mobile game of some kind. I don't think I'm going to care, but at least they're doing things. At least they're doing things that's not EA. Hey, it doesn't have EA's name. Oh, it doesn't have EA's name on it. So that means EA's not making it. What if it's a direct... Com- if, dude, if they made a direct competitor mobile game to uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, I would shit my pants with excitement. Because <laughs> that game is nothing but a money grab, and I stopped playing it years ago because it was just like, this is dumb. This isn't even fun. So if it, it's another like arena like gotcha game, I'm all here for it. I don't give a fuck. You gotta you gotta stop with the gotchas. Hey. I kind of am. I I'm falling off. I don't have time now. I can't play them at work because <laughs> 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 that's where I mostly played them. Um, and I don't have time for that shit now. So get yourself a real mobile game like Slay the Spire. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's like it's a deck building roguelike game. Oh my god, I don't like deck building games, dude. I I buy Pokemon <laughs> cards for the art. You think I like building decks? You don't like deck bibbling? No, it's too hard. I'm a dum dum. <laughs> I just like right. the cool pictures. Well, Slay the Spire is great, and it's like eight dollars on the Google Play Store. It, uh, it's not even actually a mobile game. It's just like a game that was ported to mobile, but works fantastically on mobile. Okay. That's how I kill time I'll, at work. I'll take your word for that, you know? Yeah. Uh, when are we going to buy a PS5, Hayden? Whenever we can fucking find one. Because cause you or I am not buying a PS5. I'll, we are. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I, I'll buy one. I'll give a shit. The longer we wait, the more the games are going to be stacking up. Well... I mean, what what out what's out right now that's like, oh, I need to play that? For me, it's really Demon just... Souls. Oh, I don't give a shit. See, my, for me, it's really just Ratchet and Clank. Demon Souls, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Eh, see, I could, I could literally sleep on everything you said. Ridiculous, insane. I don't give a fuck to play Miles Morales. You know why? I never finished Spider-Man. You're an animal. I know. You don't even deserve to own a PS5. Damn, get fucked, me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, some other, uh, we'll, we'll stick with some more game news, I guess. Uh, Battlefield got pushed. I know you don't care. Oh, yeah. But, um, we were talking with Gunner about it, or me and Gunner were talking about it, and we're like, I don't even know if I'm going to buy it at release now, because it comes out, like, two weeks before Halo multiplayer comes out. Damn. So, like. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Or maybe not, maybe not that. I, I think it's early November, and so it'll be like a month before Halo multiplayer comes out. And I mean, still, closer proximity is closer proximity. I think Gunner said that now, within like six weeks, all three major uh, shooter games re- will release with Battlefield, Halo, and Call of Duty. That's has crazy. There ever, has there been a situation of like, uh, of the big shooters? So, like, Call of Duty, uh, Halo battlefield and like years of war <laughs> stuff stuff like that right like halo multiplayer is going free to play has something like that ever happened well i mean like warzone, call of duty has warzone i guess warzone is free to play so that would be the first jump into one of them having a free to play aspect 
But because I I'm curious, uh, you know, I I played an evening of Splitgate the other night, and I really liked Splitgate. Actually, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it, it was basically as advertised. It was very similar to Halo, but. You know, we grew up in a generation of gaming where those were the shooters. Like, for us, we came home from school and we played either Halo 3 or Modern Warfare 2, mostly. Uh, and that was kind of the culture. Uh, but I have a hard time getting into a dedicated multiplayer game like that anymore. Like, I played Destiny for a long time, but it had more to offer in the way of multiplayer content than just the competitive scene. And I'm curious if... Like, like to that end, I don't feel motivation to stick with a game like Splitgate, especially when Halo is coming out so soon. I feel like I could see myself sinking into Halo Infinite for a while, but not Splitgate. And I can't exactly explain why, but I wonder what that means for Battlefield. You know, regardless of how close it releases to Halo, I wonder what the player numbers of a free-to-play main series Halo title is going to be compared to a 60 to $70 Battlefield release. Well, see, and, and I think I can answer some of that, or what I think of the reasoning. I think the, the Halo going free-to-play is, is bigger than what you might think and kind of answers what you're getting at. Um, no one really just plays arena shooters anymore. So that's why they're going free to play with it, in my opinion. That's probably not actually it. There's a monetary reason for it. But I don't think Halo and Arena shooters themselves are in a uh, an age where that sells. Like, the thing that sells Call of Duty is now Warzone, not their arena map fighting. You know, 4v4, 6v6, whatever, whatever the hell... 5v5, you know, take your pick of whatever the, the arena setting is. But, like, I mean, do you, who do you know who, like, bought, when, who played Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare, and just played the arena shooter mode? Like, maybe two people. Like, everyone did and then until Warzone came out, and then they just played Warzone. That, like, yeah. It, 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 Warzone killed the arena aspect of Call of Duty, which is why it's very interesting to me that Halo's still like, we're not doing a BR. I'm like, you, you of all the major shooters, you are the best game. You can't you, you have the best setting for a BR or Battle Royale of of Call of Duty, Halo, or Battlefield. Like, easily Halo is the best one for it. From a technically, like from a from an idea standpoint. It could do it has the bet coolest like guns and map layouts that could possibly work. But I th so getting back to it, yeah, I think the main reason why Halo's going free to play is because they 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 see that arena type shooters don't have the same pull, and so why not make it free to play and entice more people to at least pick it up and try it? And I think that's why in some of the announcements we've gotten, they put a big emphasis on the big team battle stuff. But it also makes it interesting that it's only twelve v twelve and not bigger, closer to battlefield sizes, because. From the Battlefield standpoint, I don't think Battlefield's going to have really worry because Battlefield's almost turned into more a PC shooter now anyway and has such a fanatical audience that people are going to... That, that same group's playing it no matter what. But Halo could definitely pull some of the Battle battle Royale fans to it, I think. But that'll... We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it is very cool now that you pointed out that the, the three big shooters at this point 
are kind of taking different approaches to their release, I guess. Because, like, Battlefield is staying traditional, but being true to Battlefield where they're just making it bigger, um, but still charging full price for the content of the game, um, you know, regardless of your opinion or if you get what you're promised with that $60. Call of Duty went the Battle Royale route, which I think was the most predictable for a company like Activision. And then Halo is still just doing their normal arena shooter, but they're making it go free-to-play. It's kind of like Microsoft and Sony, how we've seen them actually kind of diverge with their business strategies, except on a smaller scale. Yeah, for sure. It's really funny with the... with. I always think back to this of how, how right uh, Dr. Disrespect was when talking about the Battle Royale genre. But surprisingly, that only like one... It's only been right in one aspect because he I, I can't remember what game it was that he was playing. He was probably playing PUBG late game pub late stage PUBG. By that, I mean Fortnite's out, but he was never really into Fortnite. So the Fortnite craze is kicking off um, or in full swing, but he was still playing PUBG. And he said something while playing one of them because he was bitching about the mechanics of how clunky PUBG was. Uh, but saying, you know, we haven't even seen the big companies make battle royales yet like battle royales are here to stay and we'll there we'll just see them get better apex might have been out at that point but i don't know um but he's totally right like if, if he said that before apex like ea put out a battle royale activision then puts out a battle royale with uh call of duty and those two have just are two of the most popular ones right now and then you have epic who is now huge because of fortnite even though epic was always big but you, I, I would almost say you could now put Epic in the same uh, category as Activision and, and EA, which I guess you could almost say they've usurped Ubisoft as some of the bigger publishers. Mm-hmm. And it is also interesting that Battlefield did try a Battle Royale, I think, with Battlefield Five, and it just kind of never took off. Yeah. Probably because it wasn't free to play. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, uh... I actually don't remember, but I, I think you had to have bought the game to play the BR mode, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember hearing a lot of good stuff out of it from that. But, but yeah, it's... I It, it will... We, we can only wait and see uh, how, yeah. how, how this landscape will shake out. Regardless, I've got brand allegiance to Halo, just because generally I don't like how Call of Duty feels. And, uh... I don't know, just never really gotten into Battlefield. Nothing against it. Oh, bro. Battlefield 3, good times. Good times. <laughs> if, if Battlefield 5, or Battlefield, well, is 2040, 2020. 2042, I believe. Or is that that's Blade the, Runner? <laughs> 2142? It's 2042, I think. Fuck, I don't know. The new Battlefield. Um, Two old men try to recall numbers. I yeah, and I already forgot the point that I was trying to make. Um, and it's oh, twenty forty two. If uh, if twenty forty two is uh, uh, half as fun, Blade Runner as... was twenty forty nine. Oh my God, help! What are we doing? <laughs> if uh, twenty forty two is half as fun as Battlefield three, and I, I I just never played four, which I once four's launch issues were gone, I'm pretty sure four was just as good, if not better, than three. If it's if it's just in that same range, I'm going to love playing the new Battlefield. Because I love playing 3 and never played 4 just because of college, uh, mostly. Um, but, but yeah, I have high hopes. But I don't know when I'm going to play it now. Hopefully, 
Hopefully, I can just wait until it's on Game Pass. That would be sweet. If I don't have to buy yeah. it. Oh, hell yeah. It does become a cost economy question for you. Because, like, yeah, yeah you're, you're going to play Halo no matter what. So can you justify $60 for a month of solid Battlefield and then a question of whether or not you'll keep playing it after Halo drops? That's actually exactly why I'm not going to buy it when it comes out. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I especially when I I could just probably wait till after the new year and at best get it discounted. Right, yeah. For sure. Because if it doesn't have just bananas numbers, they'll price drop it right after the holidays. EA always Honestly, does that. It's pretty ridiculous to me that Battlefield wouldn't be included in EA play day 1, but that just shows everyone's behind the ball of Microsoft right now. Well, I think it is, but EA Play still has EA Play still has like a, a tiered system where like if you pay a higher tier of EA Play, even though it's a part of Game Pass, you can get early access or cheaper versions of games through EA. But not all of those are one to one with Game Pass. I could be uh, completely talking out my ass, but I swear <laughs> I saw something like that uh, when the that agreement first came out. Okay. There well, was some incentive to still have EA play. Interesting. But I, I might just I be thinking of the discounts you get for games. I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of shooters and speaking of Splitgate, um, you hit me with some wild news earlier this week that I couldn't believe that I'm still kind of confused about. Oh, the, the Splitgate money situation? Yeah, like, yeah it's kind of Apparently, wild. Splitgate has been popular enough in, like, it's uh, re-release month, two months of release that they well, it's have... still in beta isn't it uh i think it's still technically i don't think it's officially released because it was out and then they they were in open beta or open alpha and then they like like you couldn't play it for a while i think or you couldn't download it if you didn't already have it and then they really put it out there for people new people could download it again this is listed as a season zero. Yeah, I don't think it is a bit as well. Then maybe it officially released post beta, and it is like how Apex had a season zero. I don't know. Uh, anyway. It's not listed as early access on Steam. Okay. Um, but yeah, they they've somehow managed to like secure a hundred million dollars to continue development on the game, which like good for them. Super cool. I, I, I love to see smaller developers succeed. I have a hard time finding the mentality of sticking with a game like Splitgate for an extended period of time because I just don't think the size of the community is there. But you fuck it. <laughs> I hope it becomes something cool. They're adding a map maker. <laughs> they, they have made it a point to clap at Microsoft and Bungie, not Bungie, uh, 343, about the fact that they're going to release their map maker before Halo does. Yeah, that's kind of that's a whole other thing. Don't get me don't get me on the Halo news rabbit hole, Chris. Don't do <laughs> that. Don't tease me. But you know, uh if Splitgate is here to stay, uh, good for them. I hope people enjoy it and maybe I'll play it more, you know. Hey, you won't. Cuz I I liked it. <laughs> you, you you won't. That's the thing. Is none of those smaller shooter games have been able to last in uh out no, I would say Outlast, um, and just stick around long enough to become mainstays. But may, who knows? 100 mil? Maybe maybe Splitgate's the one to change things. Maybe. It's weird because I feel like the idea of coming back to a game like Splitgate 
is almost identical to something like Fall Guys. But I can justify leaving Fall Guys installed and just firing it up every now and then way more than I can a competitive shooter. I feel that, especially because going to Fall Guys is all fun until you get one of the like three games that just suck ass. Yeah. I'm looking at you, whatever that fucking light bulb game is. Fucking hate that one. (laughs) Because I hadn't played Fall Guys in like over a month at least until we played for a few hours just the other night. And it was still great. I didn't feel like I really lost any of the experience from not playing. And I was still pretty good at the game. Like I I didn't feel like I was behind it all. And I just jumped right back in. It just has that kind of energy. It's it's also the gl- the the magic of how just simple the games are. Even when they add these new maps or games that have different like themes, they're still so simple that it's like go to the end, dodge this shit, get the most points. But it's super simple. And so yeah, you're right. You never like fall off. It's always fun. Now, some of the funniest shit is just watching the people who suck at the game just like try and fail repeatedly at stuff that you were like, this is so easy. What are you doing? The little brothers, as I like to call them. <laughs> yeah. But we can humble brag. We finally got the uh, f- win five games in a row. <laughs> yeah, in the squad mode. Now, oh, dude, see, I won't go into the story, but the way we got our fifth win was definitely a you had to be there moment but i i big brained the shit out of our entire lobby it was it was a great moment but i'll the, leave the it at highlight that, for cause... me was uh when we were playing rollout and it, it was it was our squad versus the other squad that was it eight people on rollout and we just <laughs> grabbed people and took them out and the last guy on the team three of us collapsed on and we were ready to drag him into the slime just so one of us could survive it it was I I was the one who saw you do it and I was just like oh my god <laughs> I just witnessed a war crime like a, a survival game like that squad versus squad I think is the most cutthroat Fall Guys could ever be oh yeah oh yeah it's so good like when you have a team backing you and it's not just free for all when you're not just gonna be punished by some third party vigilante. We haven't gotten the the uh, the one with the two spinny things. And you have to jump over it. You know what I'm talking about. And like jump the club? floor falls out underneath you at slowly. Yeah, okay. That jump one. Club. Um, jump club. I think so. Uh, we haven't gotten a, a squad final on that. That would be some ruthless shit. Because <laughs> I would be grabbing someone so goddamn fast. I'm so bad at killing people on that one. Oh, I, I am I just, too. I always kill myself. Same, but I doesn't keep me from trying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I it, it is it's a weird dissonance, and it's the same kind of dissonance I have with uh, something like Toonami, where like I want Fall Guys to stick around forever, even if I'm not actively playing it. Well, hey, I mean, they're on. They've got four seasons so far, which I kind of can't believe. Um, yeah. and season five should probably be happening sometime soon because season four has been out for a while. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, man, been like a year and a half since it released. About, yeah, because it came out early summer, late spring 2020. It was early, early pandemic. That's all I remember it marked by. Yeah, I thought it was around July. Fall Guys and Among Us being quintessential pandemic games. Yeah, it was a simpler time. <laughs> and now we're still having 
everything go to shit. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Hey, back any- to the news, though. No, we're not. We're not talking news. Uh, <laughs> what other gaming shit do we got? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I think on the last episode, I had talked about how uh, I was very disappointed. Or it might have been the last episode, but an episode I was disappointed in twelve minutes, and you yeah. were delighted by Psychonauts two. And then you played Psychonauts two and loved it. Yeah, and since then I've been on a little bit of a streak. Uh, that's kind of died in the last couple of days, but I I played two games that were pretty phenomenal right after. Uh, one of those was Little Nightmares two, which. Okay. Uh, is if you're not familiar with the concept of Little Nightmares, because I'm not sure if you actually are. Ish, not really. But also the audience. It's it's a 2.5D side-scrolling horror platformer. Okay. Uh, and I love this game so much. The, the original, I want to say, was a PlayStation exclusive. I'm probably wrong about that. I think it was I also it on, on PC, but it was not on Xbox. Came out a few years ago, played it in college, loved it. Little Nightmares 2, surprisingly phenomenal. I loved that game from start to finish. The creature design of the main monsters, the set design of every level, the actual story that was going on, and the resolution of that. It's it's like, it's a 9 out of 10 game, and I can't recommend that shit enough. If you are into the concepts of horror like I am, it was an absolute delight from start to finish. I'd seen some streamers play the first one, and it looked very interesting, and I wanted to play it, but I never knew where it was. So I might be wrong. It might not have been on PC. It might have. Well, I think it eventually came, but at, at release, it might have just been on PlayStation. But I, I definitely want to get around to playing the first one, and then when what you've said, what you've told me about the second one, I'm like, oh fuck, I definitely gotta get into it. Like, it's not the kind of game that's actively scary in the same way that a Dead Space or certainly an Outlast is. It's more about the setting and an overall creepiness, uh, although with a few chase scenes that drive up the adrenaline a little bit. So you're not strapping in for a horror experience, but rather just indulging in the settings of horror, which is something that I really, really like. So it was something that certainly spoke to me as an individual, too. Gotcha. Uh, and the other game, like, kind of the polar opposite of that, I played this game called The Artful Escape. Have you heard about this or seen it at all? Just what you have said about how you were very... It's the whole reason you re-downloaded Game Pass. <laughs> but uh, I don't know really anything about it. Yeah, so that's that's a little misleading, where I, I did not get Game Pass... Like, I, I didn't say, oh, Artful Escape is out. I got to get Game Pass. But rather, I, I tried to play it another way, and it didn't exactly work out. So A Game totally Pass was, legal uh, way. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Game Pass was the easiest solution to that, because I found it was on Game Pass, and I was able to get PC for just a dollar. And I thought, yeah, it's probably worth it. Um, it is not a game I would recommend to everybody, um, especially because it's kind of barely a game. Oh, um, it is a side-scrolling walking simulator more than anything. Okay, I um, like but those. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's part rhythm game, part narrative. Because <clears throat> uh, like interesting. the 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 whole the idea of the game is that you play as the nephew of this very famous folk singer, 
uh, and it's like the anniversary of his death, and you're supposed to play a little concert at his hometown because you're also trying to follow in his footsteps and be a serious folk singer. But huh. the character in his heart wants to play like rockin' sci-fi ballads. Okay. So he gets abducted by aliens and essentially goes on a personal spiritual quest to create his Ziggy Stardust, basically. So you come up with a stage name and later in the game you get to design your character's look and you like answer some questions from characters that builds a fictional backstory. So you create an onstage rock and roll alternate persona. And it's like following the story of him finding himself and coming to terms with the idea that, you know, you don't have to be what everyone thinks you're supposed to be or specifically follow in someone's footsteps. So like it it's a touching story, but not like the most effective story I've ever seen. It it certainly left me wanting, but I am a a layman enjoyer of music. And the simple fact that the entire time you're walking through this game, you can just hold down the X button on the controller and shred guitar for five solid minutes. It's <laughs> uh, it's pretty fun. That sounds awesome. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty short, like, four-hour experience. If uh, I probably wouldn't recommend paying full price for it. I would wait for a discount or play it on Game Pass. But if you got some time to kill and you just want to indulge in some sick riffs, it was a good time. But is it better than Journey? Uh, no. I was just more saying that <laughs> as a meme uh, because I IGN was doing their greatest games of all time. Did you know Journey lost in the first round? Yeah, I saw you put that in the Discord. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, oh, Chris would be proud. It, yeah. It, it was a two seed and lost in the first round. So, like, Look, no one cares. I like Journey a lot. I don't know why everyone else likes it more. I've never played it, but at this point, it's one of those games where everyone's like, oh my god, Journey, blah, and I go, okay, I will not play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that being said, I'm pretty sure the things that people really liked about Journey, you can't really get out of it now. Because so many other games uh, have done that shit. Well, no, not even that, but like the the... I, I want to say the most interesting thing about Journey and the thing people latched onto the most was that while you were playing through the game, you could come into contact with just one other person at a time in a level. And you could just walk around with them and kind oh. of puzzle solve together, but not directly communicate with each other. So if the game doesn't have people playing it, you inherently lose that aspect of it. Yeah, unless they had like some ghost shit where they could throw in there yeah i mean it's still a good enough game on its own but then that that to your point uh it, it was kind of fresh for its time and games kind of like the artful escape or like gone home have done very similar things since then and some games i think have done it better well wasn't most of its appeal also that it was just at the time very pretty yes it it it, it probably still is a very beautiful game okay so, you know, I I can't help but mention the fact that the first time we're recording post-release, you haven't played Deathloop, but I have. Yes. So, you know, shit's happened. I, <laughs> I am enjoying it so far from what I have played. Um, I guess it didn't dawn on me that it was essentially a shooter roguelike game. <laughs> uh and then it's like, no, you know, you got to just keep going and doing the loop. And then you learn and you get better equipment 
and you get better and more effective at doing the loop. I was like, oh, I'm still, I kind of fuck with it. The thing, other thing I had no idea that it was going to be was essentially just dishonored, but you're just doing nothing but killing people. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is, it is so much like dishonored and that the, the, the health bar, the ability bar in the exact same spot, uh, if I played more Dishonored, I might be able to tell you if some of the games were gun. Well, wait, you don't actually get guns in Dishonored, do you? Uh, you you get like I want to say gun. you can get like a flintlock pistol. Yeah, it was like a pistol and then and then the sword the sword knife thing. Yeah, I haven't played no, a lot of guns, Dishonored. Guns are not a big part of Dishonored. Um, because that would have been a cool crossover thing to like place it in the same universe as if there were like guns that were you know from dishonor that would be cool but um i i the the gunplay is pretty decent uh game looks good it runs all right after i downloaded my driver's update uh ran a lot better (laughs) um i the thing about it for me so far is i don't really find it as a game that i'm gonna just binge the shit out of like i've so far i've played like one or two runs and then been like okay i don't i'm I'm good i can take a break um i don't know if that's because i haven't gotten to the part where it's truly like okay now try and get everybody in one loop yet i'm still learning where everybody's at what the best way i'm still devising my my the plan and learning the best way to go about trying to kill everybody in one loop um but it's it's uh kind of interesting that that's how I feel, and then I watched Adam Sessler's review of it, and he was taking his time with it, mostly because he enjoys the game so much that he wants to let the experience prolong the experience as long as possible. And mine was more like I just, you know, I I like this. This is good. It's fun, uh, and it. But I'm not like, oh god, I'm all in. So it might be again where I'm at. I might not have gotten far enough, but um, it's hard to like put. I, I don't think I've played enough yet to be to be able to give a solid recommendation on uh yes, a hundred percent go buy this right now or like hold off a bit, wait for it to go on sale. Cause right now I'm a little bit more on that, to be completely honest. Uh if you have nothing else to play, but um I gotta play it more to find out. Yeah, and I got enough other stuff that I want to work through right now that I I don't know that I want to justify spending sixty dollars on the game. Unfortunately, I would have to wait at least a year before it comes to Game Pass. Uh, and uh, obviously, we don't know when it might go on sale. But right now, I, I, I am I'm purposefully avoiding too much Deathloop content. Um, just because I do fully intend to play it eventually. I just think I'm, I'm putting it off for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, get, I get that. Um, but yeah, it'll be... I, I need, I, like I said, I need to play it more. I will keep from spoiling anything for you, but that's kind of hard because, you know, the game is kill everybody. And then, well, yeah, and I mean, to that end, I feel like there's not a whole lot you could spoil unless there's specific things about the ways you have, like, things you have to do to get to certain people. Well, and, and to it would be, because uh, the whole, uh, there's a whole mystery component where you don't remember jack shit about how you got to where you are. And as mm, you're right. playing as Colt, you're remembering shit that happened and you're putting the pe- the mystery together about how the loop's even happening. So I, I could tell you that. But even that, I don't even know if it's like, 
oh no, you spoiled the whole game for me, you son of a bitch. I won't right. tell you because <laughs> it'd still be a spoiler. But I because I, I mean, even if you did, there there would still be enough content there that would not deter me from playing. But yeah, but I but I appreciate it. But I feel one thing that's kind of cool is there are some interesting character interactions. With it, because a lot of the game is like through reading notes or reading computer messages and shit like that. Um, and I think as I get introduced to all the targets, because I've only met one of the eight, I guess technically two, but one of them just like blew us up, blew up a whole area of the map, and I just died. And I was like, oh, I guess I, I, I fucked up. And what, how I approached it. And, like, if you do something wrong, she just says, fuck it, and blows herself in the whole area up. Because, like, wow. I killed her, but I also died. And this is the first time I went after her. And I was just like, oh, okay. I have no idea what the fuck just happened. I'm just dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as you get introduced to all the different characters, uh, it gets... I, there's some cool little character interactions, like... Uh, some of them don't like Juliana, who's the main antagonist, who's also, which actually is a very cool mechanic. I, I, I'll i jump to that, is you can actually play as Juliana, and when you do, you actually are going into other people's games and trying to kill Colt in their game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I did not realize so, that's how that worked. You can set it up as to whether you want to allow other people to be Juliana or if you just want it to be like a CP, CPU-controlled Juliana. Yeah, um, I feel like it'd be a fun novelty like the first five times, and then it'll be like, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah, well, why is this person so much better at the game than me? <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, it's a cool little like multiplayer aspect that they've thrown into it where it's it's called defend the loop where you're trying to go in and kill colt um i don't know too much about like because like one of the first abilities you get allows you to die up to three times before a loop gets reset which is probably a good thing because otherwise god damn the game would be kind of brutal if you just die once and you have no regenerating health so every time you get shot is like fuck oh god hmm. um but, uh, yeah, if, if, I don't know how that, how the Juliana playing as Juliana part works in someone else's game. Like, do you have, I don't know if you have to kill them all three times or if you kill them once and then it's like, oh, you killed them once like, uh, and then you leave. I don't know. But, uh, it's definitely interesting. I haven't, I think you have to get far enough in the game to be able to do it. Like, I don't even think I've had it as an option yet, but, uh, I, I might check it out. I don't really like participating in that kind of stuff because i usually suck um but it's still cool that it's there yeah no i i didn't realize that's how that worked that's pretty cool yeah gonna be honest if i didn't spend 130 dollars on new earbuds today i might i might have bought Deathloop. Ooh, you hate to see it i will be able to give my final opinions on road 96 next week as I am almost done with it, but I don't really, I know I've mentioned some of it, but, uh, I have different thoughts now that I'm almost done. Uh, but I'll go into more of that next week. Cause I'm just about done with it. All right. Well, I think that's probably a pretty good place to stop here. Yeah. 
I got some chores I want to get done after this, which includes editing and uploading this podcast. And then I intend to play all of Deltarune tonight still. Godspeed. And then in a week, I'll have uh, Outer Wilds DLC too. And I'm I'm not waiting on that. I'm going to buy that outright. There's no waiting on that one. Well, that can't cost that much because Outer Wilds only costs like 30 bucks, 20, 30 bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, um, has this been priced out? I can't imagine this is going to cost more than $20. But we'll see. Yeah, e- even yeah, if it's as I'd much as 30, I'll buy it outright. I bet it's only like 10 bucks. Unless it's as almost as long as the game, then it might be 15 or 20. Yeah. But I'm very excited. Yeah. So we'll call it there. I'll talk about Deltarune maybe next week if there's something worth talking about. You'll talk about Road 96, maybe more Deathloop. Yeah, yeah. Be a good time. So, hey, if you liked what you heard here, tell a friend. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at Obsession underscore pod. And we'll uh, probably be back next week. We'll be back next week. Or I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> oh because no, it's coming up soon. Was that? Is another one of my anime recaps because this week slash next week is the last week of the season. So uh, regardless of if you're around, I could just <laughs> record a recap next week. Yeah, yeah, you could. So yeah, see you then, buckaroos. Yeah.